The Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 12. Glory to you, O Lord. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and the Lord Jesus. Amen. All around the world, this Sunday morning is a little different. When many people would be in church, many, okay, maybe not as many as we might hope, but quite a few, church buildings are mostly empty, maybe occupied with a couple of pastors, deacons, musicians, custodians. Many churches are online today. You can watch your favorite. Even better, it's pajama day. No need to get dressed at all. So if you're watching and worshiping with us in real time, thank you. We're glad you're here. If you're watching this after waking up late or after lunch or before bed Sunday evening, that's great too. We're glad you found us. As a gadget guy, if not a full-blown geek, I'm online a lot, okay, too much. And I love seeing the way we worship as Lutherans, Catholics, Methodists, Jews, Muslims, and more. It's because I think worship matters. And I think this gathering of community is sacred. We share holy time together when we are in the same place to hear the word, to receive communion, to share in each other's lives. But guess what? You're here. I know you are because I can see on my screen that there are a number of you watching this live. And I know we're not alone. We might be sad that we can't all be physically here right now, but online community is real community. Hear that again. Online community is real community. We are not separated when we can be together to chat or comment or discuss or debate or listen to one another. And we can use technology to come together to hear the word of God, to pray together, to share our hearts in so many ways. Most of all, we are doing this for a reason, because we love each other enough to keep a safe distance, to keep each other healthy, to prevent any more transmission of the coronavirus, COVID-19. But it's hard, because we like to worship together. We love the church. We work hard to care for this old building, just like we work hard to care for each other. And we've said it so many times, but it bears repeating. The building is not the church. We are the church. Whether here or there, you are the church. Wherever you gather to pray, to listen, to learn, to serve, to share, to give, and to love. You are the church. 
So today we're still in chapter 12 of Mark's gospel, and over the last few weeks, we've heard Jesus teaching, serving and healing, giving to God what is God's. And remember that Jesus has traveled to Jerusalem and is at the center for worship there, the temple. And there, yes, he turned over the tables of the money changers, disrupting the system. The temple was the place where people would come from all over to bring their sacrifice to God as a central practice of worship. And Jesus had been arguing with many different people. There are Pharisees, Herodians, Sadducees, and now a scribe comes to ask a question. This guy's not like the rest. He's not trying to trick Jesus, I don't think, but genuinely wants to hear his answer to the question, which commandment is the greatest? After seeing Jesus' actions in the temple, this scribe really wants to hear Jesus' teaching. And I think what he's asking Jesus is, what matters most? Well, if you're reading along with us in Mark's Good News, you'll remember there was a rich man a couple of chapters ago that asked about what he should do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus ran down the list. You know the commandments. Now, you'd think that they're ranked in order, right? Well, that must mean the greatest commandment should be the first, the one about you shall have no other gods. Let's go with that. I think that's probably a good place to start. And that's pretty much the answer from Jesus, but he quotes from Scripture, Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. It's called the Shema, and the word means hear, or maybe more accurately, listen. It's a central prayer still today for our Jewish neighbors. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is your God, the Lord alone. The same prayer is found on a scroll in the mezuzah, that box pinned to the doorway of Jewish homes, wrapped in the tefillin, a box bound to the hand or forehead and used in prayer. This is central to the life of faith for the entire Jewish community. It's about devotion to God. And Jesus goes on, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and strength. The scribes should know this, of course. But Jesus goes on to add one more piece, you shall love the neighbor as yourself. Here he's quoting from Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 18. So it's not a new idea, but why does he lift up these two central portions of worship? Well, there's a lot of talk about neighbors in Scripture to begin with, and people love to ask Jesus, who's my neighbor? But one central idea in the Hebrew Bible is showing hospitality. Jesus carries this into his ministry when he preaches the Sermon on the Mount, feeds 5,000, teaches about caring for the least of those among us. Loving the neighbor is deeply connected to loving God and our true act of worship. Does God care if we're all packed into the pews on Sunday morning? What do you think? Is going to church the main tenet of our faith? Which church did Jesus attend after all? I don't remember. But feel free to answer in the comments. You can share your ideas since we're all online today. Jesus' words lined up with his actions. His walk was always toward those in need. He went out of his way to bring healing to people, even to raise them from the dead. And he told the story of the Good Samaritan who stepped in when others wouldn't to make a difference and ate with sinners, tax collectors, spent time with outcasts. Jesus sums up the whole of the Torah to answer the question of what really matters. 
Love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. So today, this week, though over the last week, we find ourselves far away from each other, six feet apart at least. No movie theaters, no bars, no casinos. The Las Vegas Strip is dark. Many of you are off from work or out of work for the time being. Why must it be this way? So that we can love our neighbors. It's not easy. We don't always like it. But in a crisis, and we are in a crisis right now across the world, we know it's what we must do to love one another, and we are loving well. People are staying home to keep the virus from spreading, to keep elderly parents from falling ill, to prevent those with compromised immune systems or other conditions safe. People are sacrificing their schedules, their careers, their vacations and travel plans so that we can get through this without risking more death. Many are washing more, paying attention more, praying more. We need that. But how do we care for neighbors in this difficult time? Tyler Huckabee, he's no relation to a former Arkansas governor, is the editor for Relevant Magazine, and he shared some ideas this week on how we can love each other well during the time of coronavirus. I'll share just a few. He says, check in on each other. It just takes a phone call, a text, an email. Pastor Matt calls me to check in. Other pastors have called me to check in. I've called many of you too. I check in with my family members, my neighbors. This week I visited with some neighbors here around the church, some, some of the homes on our street, and most are following the same habits, checking in on each other. My next door neighbor, Ed, brought us bacon. Yeah, he's a keeper. That's the kind of neighbor you want. You might think about hosting an online meeting. Our church council met online this week for the first time, but I've seen others that have met online for game nights, online prayer and Bible study, even online happy hour. I mean, why not? You're not going anywhere. I talked with our bishop, Deborah Hutterer, of the Grand Canyon Synod this week, and I let her know I've been on so many online conference calls, I think I'm a little worn out from all the social distancing. I'm sure she's been in 10 times as many Zoom meetings. But we're finding out that we're more connected than we thought. Another way to care for each other would be to support local businesses. Think about restaurants. So many of the places we love to visit are hurting right now since they can't have diners in close proximity. So they're doing more delivery than ever, cooking for carryout orders. In the news here this week, we heard about one of our downtown neighbors, Esther's Kitchen, and their owner, James Trees, who cut his dining room in half to keep people a safe distance, yet kept his entire staff employed to serve customers. And this week... They were robbed, not what they needed right now. They're just up the road from us, off of Main Street, around the corner from Martin's Mart. Check them out if you can. There are so many more small businesses hurting right now. You can support a local food bank. Of course, we do this already, but right now, with kids out of school, so many out of work in our city, Three Square, one of our largest food providers, is no longer delivering to Lutheran Social Services of Nevada so that they can serve large food drops at schools and larger locations. This means LSSN is in need of food and monetary gifts to continue to serve a city in need. 
just this week, our Digimart pantry at LSSN served 368 families. That's over 1,000 people with emergency boxes of food. And they can purchase a lot of food for a little bit of money, so every dollar we can give them right now goes a long way. You can find out who needs help in your area. Well, we have to ask, right? We have to ask to find out who might need a little assistance. Our neighbors here in Beverly Green and the Huntridge neighborhood put together a spreadsheet to alert one another to needs in our neighborhood. And they volunteered to help coordinate when I've asked for help this week as well. We've assembled snack bags for emergency relief here at the church. And Roger, Alfie, Kent, and myself just the other day spent a few hours helping one of our local seniors to get laundry done and purchase groceries. Many are giving blood to replenish supplies locally. There are so many ways to help and serve our and love our neighbors. You notice, too, the whole creation is feeling this. The earth is our neighbor, too. Interesting to see that in places where factories have been furloughed, where traffic has slowed, where businesses seem to have come to a halt, the earth is breathing easier. Air is cleaner. Waterways are populated with wildlife and plants are growing. Why did we not see this kind of outreach before? Could it be that we weren't loving ourselves very well? If we were to love our neighbors as ourselves, if we were really to show our devotion to God, to really put God first in our lives, maybe we'd live a little differently. We'd find out what really matters. What would we be doing? Would we be caring for the world God made, working together for the sake of the least of those among us, breathing and being and believing that we depend on each other for life, and safety and health the lord is your god the lord alone love your neighbor as yourself the scribe agrees with jesus answer and jesus has a good word for him you're not far from the kingdom of god if we could just understand this if we understand that in caring for our neighbors just as we care for ourselves and what is ours, we would show true devotion to God. And we, too, would be not far from the kingdom that Jesus brings. And it shouldn't take disaster and disease to get our attention, but the truth is that loving well takes intentionality. And so often we are distracted, overworked, selfish, and lazy. Me, too. I'm talking about myself. We dominate the earth. We hoard supplies. We seek our own gain at the expense of others. But Jesus shows up every day. Jesus shows up to demonstrate what loving well truly looks like and loves us all the way to the cross. And at the base of it are our goals and our plans and achievements, our ego temples and our self-pity cathedrals, and to make the world new, to bring life from death, God raises him up. And through the power of the Holy Spirit brings us with him into the true kingdom. What really matters, church? Jesus matters. And Jesus shows us what loving well really looks like. Loving well means caring about the ones at risk, the ones in need, and the ones nearest to us. 
the next ones we see. We don't know when we'll be able to be together physically again in this place, but until then, remember that you are the church. You are not alone. Jesus is with you, and so are we. Amen.